0: Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Live in the Stream. Welcome,
1: ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. It's a very special episode tonight. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined by the loveliest co-host I could ever ask for for the 2013 season, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
2: You're gonna make me all weepy eh, off off the bat here, man. Jeez, I'm already like like sentimental about this being the last episode of the uh, of the season and everything, and the most epic theme song in the history of theme songs. That's right. Has me has me just an emotional wreck right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. We've gone through. We we've streamed the, the season. the The whole season has been streamed, and we have a, a very special uh uh recap. I guess I should we should say uh, at the end of the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. But before we get going, let's let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. How'd your uh, how'd your leagues uh, end up? Are you you fighting for some championships this week.
2: I'm fighting for for exactly one championship, and nice. I like I said last week, it, there were just some leagues I, I just could not overcome the David Wilson nuclear bomb that was yeah. dropped on, on a lot of my teams. So, uh, I'm 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 okay with that. I've sort of come to grips with it, and, and I want everyone to know that that uh, when I you know in in my book uh I, I talk a lot about dealing with tough losses and I want to tell you that I experienced one of one of the toughest most gut wrenching losses of my fantasy life last week and that was by one point i lost by a single point, and I needed David Akers to kick one more field goal down the down the stretch in that in that fourth quarter in in order to win and uh, what made it all the worse is I'm watching freaking you know Justin Tucker, right. just go absolutely insane, right? Uh, and and I I can't I can't get more than five points out of my kicker. I it was um, it was it was tough to deal with. I told JJ, uh, you know, it'll probably be about St. Patrick's Day before I get over this
1: <laughs> ish, one, ish, um, around ish. there. Uh,
2: it could be it could be as 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 late as uh, uh you know early summer, but uh, yeah. But, man, so when, when I talk about uh, having to deal with tough losses, I uh, believe me, I have I now I, I have experience in that, and now I have the worst kind of experience in that. Oh,
1: yeah, there I uh, I did the the fifteen transactions article this week, and uh, in the intro, I wrote about the the bad beats that we that, that I saw when asking people on Twitter uh, you know what happened to their team tonight, you know, if, if something crazy happened. by far the worst one that I saw was someone took the lead uh with the Justin Tucker field goal but ended up losing after the Matthew Stafford interception due to Ray Rice's nineteen yard run at the end of the game. No. Yeah. He he took the lead and then he lost by point four because of Ray Rice's nineteen yard oh. run.
2: I, 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 wow. Uh, re- rest in peace, your sanity. Because right. That's, yeah. I
1: don't know how I would deal with that. If it was, if it was like a legitimate championship, not, not just like, Oh, I'm joining this public league on ESPN where six people have checked all year. I mean, if it's a legitimate one that hat, that's gotta be one of the worst beats I've ever seen.
2: That that that's bad because that was inexplicable that Ray Rice of all the guys mm-hmm. would w- would bust one up the middle against the best run defense in the yeah. NFL. Yeah.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, they they clearly. It, it was one of those plays, like from a from a real football perspective, where where all the defensive linemen and the linebackers are going for the strip, and then they ended up allowing, you know, yeah. rice to run free. But but those are the plays that, like, you know, we talk about garbage time. That's that's like that's like that's like a a dumpster fool. Yeah, like, no, that, that's, that's just that's... it's horrible.
2: That's the most garbage time thing the that's most. ever
1: happened. The most garbage time was that Ray Rice 19 yard run, and that that I guarantee you that you know there's thousands and thousands of people that lost because of that run.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I need to light a candle for that <laughs> who, for whoever uh, whoever lost like that. I mean that that's the kind of thing I, I would I would definitely have to follow up on my promise of, of of moving to a cabin you know by myself and live in isolation for the rest of my days like Dexter. <laughs> You're ruining the show, man, for, for all the people who want to see the ending. Oh right. Lumber lumber the Lumberjack ending? Well, I guess they already know if they listen to the pod.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, that that that's gotta be that that's gotta be just the worst. He had the worst Monday. Actually Tuesday, sorry. Worst Tuesday imaginable. Unbelievable. Um, so last well last week treated me well. I had a great week last week.
2: All right, so I heard. So I heard. So tell tell the people how many semifinals you won last dude, week. Dude,
1: it, it it's seriously regression. I had I had a pseudo difficult season last year. Uh, just things just didn't go well. Uh, I only won one championship out of out of the few. I don't even remember how many leagues I was in last year. I'm in more this year. I'm in 13 this year. But I ended up making seven championships out of the 13. Easily easily the best fantasy season that I've I've probably ever had. But and that's. Um, because I was in eight semifinals, and the only one that I lost to was our boy Nick Mencio. He beat me. In the, in oh, the two, really? Yeah, in the two mugs league. Uh, my team didn't step up. I had Andre Johnson, so kind of, kind of. Yeah, me.
2: yeah. I mean that that's the thing. Like I had I had Andre and Vereen on that team where I lost by one.
1: Yeah, that's rough. Both of them should have tripled what they did. I, I mean, I, at least more so. At you know. least, at yeah. least, it was, especially just, Vereen. I,
2: I was watching in in just astonishment as these two guys who I, I, I didn't even I didn't even think about those guys all week, you know? Right, because they were like, I mean I, they were locked and loaded. It wasn't even a concern. It was like it was like okay, Marines in, Andre's in. They're they're gonna do. I, I mean, at worst case scenario, I think I thought that they would have tripled what they did, like you said. Right, right. Worst case scenario.
1: <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, exactly. That was that was what you thought their floor would be, and <laughs> yeah. so I mean. It was kind of, you know, and I had I had decently high hopes for Roddy White who didn't I don't you know, he didn't score a touchdown. He he like there were players like that, Anquan Bolden who ended up getting covered by Darrell Rivas, which just screwed everyone. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's those those three wide receivers were all on my team and it's just like like you got to be kidding me. So, uh I ended up uh not not winning that one, but I I told you uh before we got on the podcast, I had three different teams, three of the seven teams that won. Had Jamal Charles and Julian Edelman on them.
2: I mean, that's I mean, so you you could have won with like those two guys and two other guys. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh yeah, it was incredible. Like I didn't even, I, legitimately, I didn't have a single game going into Monday night that was even close. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was just it was it was easily the 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 best fantasy weekend I probably could have asked for, just because I didn't have that stress side of things where I'm watching every single move of the of the Monday night game, which would just yeah. be ridiculous but must
2: be nice jj must be
1: nice. (laughs) i'm I'm telling you i mean this isn't i mean it's fantasy football there's luck involved so so clearly a lot of this is luck but i gotta i gotta uh give it up to my boy pierre thomas just because i didn't even he didn't even do anything last week i'm just giving it up to him because he carried me this year
2: he managed uh 16 ppr points
1: yeah i mean he was solid he was He's he's uh he's been one of those those unsung heroes this year, and I just keep plugging him plugging him in.
2: Yeah, I wish I had him in any league.
1: <laughs> nice. Oh man. Uh so let's let's review some of the uh the, the picks that we had last week. Um you picked up uh Philly, Jacksonville, and Buffalo as a defensive yeah. streamers. Philly, what I mean
2: So can we just uh, talk
1: about how how brilliant uh, they made Matt Castle look?
2: Yeah, and you know, I think I in last week's podcast and in my column last week I I, I really stressed that the over under in that game really freaked me out. And I I usually really do do listen to Vegas when when they when they tell us that hey, uh this game's going to be high scoring and I I tend to back away from those games. Um and and you know, streaming def- what I mean streaming defenses sure. in those games. Uh, and and choose a lower scoring game, and and the the what should have been the final straw, you know, f- for me was on Sunday morning. I, I and I don't know why. I mean, um, I guess Adrian Peterson was finally declared out on Sunday morning, but the the over under actually rose a little bit by a, a point and a half on Sunday morning. So it became the highest projected total for the week, and you know, in hindsight you know which is always perfect i um I, I should have seen that and and sent out you know an apb to all everybody on twitter saying i'm out on the eagles defense yeah. guys i'm totally i'm i'm out i'm divesting in philadelphia's defense i'm going with the jaguars i'm going with the bills i'm going with anybody else and uh and i didn't you know so and and i i want everyone to know i i i um that hurt me as much as it, as it hurt you much like you know your parent would say when when they were about to spank you. You know this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, right. and and this is that. But they that killed me. That killed me. And I and I I should have known better.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think that I think it was, uh, you know, the Vikings outperformed what what any expectations were, regardless of of how bad that that Philadelphia secondary can be, and uh, you know they, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think it was that you know. In hindsight, obviously we can say that was a horrible play, but I think that the logic was certainly there.
2: Yeah, and I, I joked on on Twitter as soon as as soon as Castle hit Jennings in the first quarter for that eighty yard yeah. score, whatever it was, you know I thought I, I just knew I knew basically that the Eagles were going to need a pick for a touchdown. They were going to need something ridiculously fluky mm-hmm. uh, in order to salvage the day. Okay, so and I, I tweeted jokingly. That I forgot to run the Eagles, the Vikings, Eagles matchup through the uh, nothing to lose algorithm, (laughs) and and that's you know the Vikings are playing like they have nothing to lose because they don't, they don't, they're just slinging it everywhere. They they don't care what, so so that that's dangerous sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then you had both defenses in the, or we talked about both defenses in the Mm -hmm. Jacksonville Buffalo game.
2: Yeah, and, and you you were higher on the Bills, and I was higher on the Jags, but they finished with eight points for the Jags and fourteen for Buffalo. So Buffalo was the the right play. So that was that was a good call there.
1: Yeah, I but, you know they to me um, one of the big keys last week was that EJ Manuel didn't turn over the ball as much, or obviously as much as he did against Tampa Bay because he turned the ball over like every other attempt against Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he looked, you know, he was a little bit better uh, against Jacksonville, but I think that the, this is the thing with defenses. Uh, I was, you know, uh, our, buddy, rich rebar tweeted about how Detroit had, or teams, sorry, teams that play against the giants. And we're going to get into this. I'm sure when you, cause you're probably going to talk about Detroit, mm-hmm. um, teams that play against the giants have finished in the top 12, 12 of 14 games this season. Okay. The weekly top 12. And, You know, I I said that to someone uh, on Twitter uh, whenever they were like, should I start Detroit or should I start defense X? And I I told them that, and they're like, yeah, but top 12 could be like eight points or something. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, eight points from a defense really isn't that bad. Like if that is is your floor, that is not a bad day. Mm. Uh, So I think that what people need to kind of understand is that you know, typically that that eight to fourteen range that we just talked about with Jacksonville and Buffalo is what you're going to expect from a good defensive day without a defensive touchdown.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It, you have to you have to put the defensive touchdown out of your mind right. um, because because it's um, it's fluky, but just by its very nature. So, um, uh, yeah, I I mean you're you're just you're just being you're being very greedy if if yeah. you look at eight or ten points and say Psh, please. Right. You know, trust me, people who streamed Philly last week would would uh, get cut off their left pinky finger for 8 to 10 points.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then at quarterback, I had... Uh, I'll just start with the worst. Joe Flacco was one of the three. Mm. He ended up with 10.1 fantasy points because they don't know how to freaking score in the red zone. It's incredible how bad they are in the red zone. It really is. Um. So, so you know... M- I honestly, I mean I didn't I didn't I fortunately didn't use Flacco. Actually, I did use Flacco in one finals, but it didn't matter. Or in one semifinals, but it didn't matter. But, you know, hopefully hopefully the 10.1 didn't really screw you over that much uh in the end. But there were some really really strange scoring quarterbacks this week, one of them being another streamer I had which was Kirk Cousins, who finished 7th in the league in quarterback scoring with a 23.2 uh fantasy total, which is just the that's the the typical Let's play a quarterback that's playing against Atlanta this week. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what I've been doing every single podcast. I think if there's a streamable quarterback playing against Atlanta, I throw them out there as as a legitimate uh, play because the, the lowest scoring quarterback that's played against them this year was Carson Palmer, and he scored thirteen and a half fantasy points. I mean the 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 Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons defense is just actually outside of Matt Flynn, I should say. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta yeah. Falcons defense is just it's it, it, it's horrible. It is it, it's horrendous.
2: Yeah, it's a debacle. If you just watch them a little bit, you can get a feel for
1: the, 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 how
2: how exploitable they are.
1: Yeah, and the, you know, like, Kirk Cousins had some nice throws. Like, the one that he, the, the Pierre Gar- Garçon touchdown, it it really didn't matter that it was a perfect throw, because Garçon was about five yards away from any defender when he caught it. <laughs> yeah. But, it was a great pass to, to Garçon. So, uh, um, you know, Cousins did play well, but I think a lot of that seventh-ranked uh, quarterback play was because of his opponent. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, the last guy that I had was, was our boy, Ryan Tannehill, who is just tearing things up right now. Um, he finished with 24.3 fantasy points, uh, against new England had that, that late game touchdown, which certainly helped. Uh, now I think he's averaging over his last four games, something like 21 fantasy points per game. Uh, and, and, you know, this is someone that that we've talked about many, many times on this podcast. He he has an unbelievably high floor for someone who's not in that top ten. Uh, he might be now. I don't I don't think he is yet, but who's not necessarily in that top ten court fantasy quarterback discussion from a cumulative perspective. He has yeah. an unbelievably high floor. He he hasn't scored any lower than I think ten point eight fantasy points all season long. And and in that first half of the season, he was getting in between that ten point eight to fifteen points per game but now he's he's really uh extended his game and he's playing really well and he's 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 now throwing three touchdowns per game which is now catapulting him into that qb1 discussion
2: well he's a he Tannehill is a um is a talented guy who now is a volume thrower i mean that 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 offense i don't think uh, at least was supposed to be as uh pass focused as it is right now right um and and it is i mean going into the, the Patriots game last week. I, I haven't calculated it since um, he was averaging uh, about thirty seven attempts per game, and um, you know that that's that's plenty. I yeah. mean, uh, w- when it, when a guy, um, you know, when a guy that that good um, can can throw it thirty seven times, you, you really want that. So Tannehill's been a great great surprise.
1: Yeah, the, actually, I have it. I just pulled it up uh, from a from a pure volume perspective. I'm not talking about pass to run ratio. I'm talking about just just passing plays. Uh, You have Cleveland, number one, New England, number two, New Orleans, number three, Atlanta, Houston, Denver, Detroit, then Miami. So they're a top top ten team from a volume perspective throwing the ball. Uh, And, and, you know, a a team like Houston or a team like Cleveland or a team like Atlanta, you know, Atlanta might have done that regardless. But, you know, Houston and Cleveland are doing that because of game flow, whereas Miami is actually forced to do that because their running game is horrendous. So I think – I think that that Tannehill's gonna. I mean, he's gonna be very interesting next year. Very interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I, I think just because of the the how the quarterback market is, I don't see him going particularly early. But right, right. I think that he'll be, you know, ca- kind of like um, Jay Cutler was a, was a target for yeah, for that's, us. Yeah, it's a good call. A lot of drafts. I think that Tannehill might be that guy.
1: Yeah, it's a very good call. Um and then at tight end we had Delaney Walker, uh Dennis Pitta and Jacob Tammy. Walker finished fourth uh against that that horrible Arizona uh defense against tight ends. Uh yep. finished fourth with 15.3 half point PPR points. Um and then Tammy just they didn't he didn't play the role that everyone thought that he was going to play. I mean that's yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it it
2: was it was a matter of um kind of the, the known unknowns in fantasy football. I mean you know we, he played all of the slot um slot routes he he ran all the slot routes after Wes Welker left in week 14 mm-hmm. so the assumption was and it was a good assumption that, that that he would occupy that role and about 20 30 minutes before game time it, it came out that he was not even going to be in the starting lineup so right. if you were sitting by your computer or or, or on your phone um you uh, you were able to ch- you were able to change him out but um, you know, he, he hardly ran any rounds. He hardly played at all. Andre Caldwell obviously was the, was Welker's, um, replacement. And, um, it's just, it, it, it kind of, you know, if you, unless you're in that locker room, you just can't know those things.
1: Yeah. And they played, they played Decker in the slot a little bit too. If I, if I recall correctly. So it yeah, was excellent. also, I will give a shout out to Tom Kaiser who, is the one that I referenced a couple of weeks ago when you streamed the San Diego defense that he went to my high school. He's the one who intercepted Peyton Manning at the end of the game. Yeah,
2: that's right. I, I, I remember that on, on Twitter you were uh you were super pumped.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh <laughs> North Allegheny represent. Um, and then we had Dennis Pitta, who unfortunately um you know, he, he played a similar role that he did against Minnesota, not seeing any more snaps from a percentage standpoint really. Uh, but he just didn't get targeted as much, which is a shame. And he didn't yeah. obviously get in the end zone.
2: Yeah. Not much I can say about that. It's just,
1: no, it's just, it's, it's an, it's annoying. You take chances though. in in those situations, you have a guy like Dennis Pitta, who's talented enough to be a top six tight end, uh, week in week out. And you take a chance on that because the, the tight end market is just so unpredictable, uh, to the point where, you know, even guys who have even fantasy teams that rode Jimmy Graham last week, uh, Didn't get Jimmy Graham this week or this past week, so um, yeah, he had 25
2: yards receiving,
1: right? Which, which I mean, I'm you know I think both of us were kind of excited about just because of of what tight end streaming is to us and Mm -hmm. what drafting Jimmy Graham means and all of that. But um, you know, it's to that in a way, it's it's the same way that I feel about uh, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees not, or at least Peyton Manning not performing that well last week from a fantasy perspective.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't checked the the overalls yet, but um you know, uh, uh Graham having that that down week uh is uh you know, could could impact the 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 way people see the position, although he might need another one or possibly two. To- yeah,
1: I I think the thing with Jimmy Graham, I mean, I think you know, we've we've talked about him a lot on this on this podcast, but um I think we had like half of a podcast devoted to him. Uh, before the season started but the thing with Jimmy Graham is that people are going to be blinded by what his downside is being a tight end and not seeing necessarily volume that that some wide receivers see Uh, and and I think in in his injury history in his the the athletic tight end the athletic builds of these tight ends they, they often get hurt it's what happens you see Gronkowski you saw Julius Thomas you saw Antonio Gates throughout his entire career and you've already seen Jimmy Graham. There is a risk involved in drafting him, and I think that people kind of just push that away. And they're like, "No, Jimmy Graham is awesome at everything. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's going to cure cancer. I mean, it, it's it's out of control."
2: Did did uh, did Graham miss a game?
1: Uh, yeah. Didn't he miss the? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he missed. He missed at least one, right? He missed yeah. one against. Oh yeah, he missed the one against New England.
0: Right. Okay. Um, oh no no
1: he just didn't he just didn't catch a pass against New England I think it was but he no, was but, he was hobbled all se- you know in that in that yeah. stretch of the season
2: uh, I just did a quick calculation uh, Julius Thomas who went undrafted in, in, in redraft leagues um, has averaged eleven points per game I know he missed a couple mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Graham has averaged fourteen and a half right. Per, right per game so you know we're talking about three and a half points between those two per per week I'm not saying that's not an insignificant. Right. But it's something that we, we should, and I'm sure we will address in the offseason. We,
1: we also have to realize that Jimmy Graham, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a situation like Jordan Cameron, where it, it all depends on when those big games are happening to see what kind of perception a player has. Uh, a guy like Jordan Cameron dominated the beginning of the season, and because of that, fantasy owners kept plugging him in and plugging him in and plugging him in, and he just gave them four and a half points, five and a half points, three points, and Jimmy Graham started out the season on on absolute fire. He had two ten reception games in his first five weeks, including a nine reception, another nine reception game, and he had four straight a hundred plus yard games. Mm-hmm. But since there, since that week six game against New England when he had the goose egg, um, he had their bye in week seven, and then from week eight through week fifteen, he's had two games of a hundred or more yards. That's it. And oh. I know that he's scored. He has had three double or three games with two touchdowns, but you know it's not like he's this this uh, unstoppable force that people refer to him as. Still, I think that that he regressed a bit, and that was just bound to happen because he was playing at a, at a level that we've never seen before.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, Brian Hoyer, where art thou? Uh, that, that,
1: yeah, with Jordan Cameron. Yeah, no listen.
2: Uh, yeah, if Hoyer, if Hoyer were healthy, I mean. Uh, I don't know if Josh Gordon could possibly put up better numbers than he has been. I don't think he could. Right. Um, so maybe that, that 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 wouldn't have impacted him all that much. But um, you know, for Jordan Cameron's sake, I mean, it, he he was gonna he I, I I promise you he would have sustained uh, really nice production throughout the season yeah, if Hoyer had had stayed in. Man, I I miss that guy.
1: <laughs> you nah. were you were all about some Hoyer.
2: Oh, man, I sh- I I. I picked them up in pretty much every league and it was really really psyched. Well it's your
1: uh, it's your curse.
2: It is it right, it's the it's the (laughs) curse of the quarterback by waiver wire. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you had you had the worst luck this year with with Cutler and then and Pitta and David Wilson and Hoyer. I mean it was nuts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It really hurts. The worst. All right. so (laughs) So it's it's championship week, Dennis. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like when people, I'm actually saying a th. I'm not. I don't have a lisp.
2: No, I know. Um, so,
1: so do you want to get into some defense defensive yeah. streamers?
2: Yes, I I think that the most, you know, this is nothing earth shattering here. Um, I know I went on a limb a little bit with the Jags last week, but uh, the most obvious and uh, the best streamer for me, uh, it's top five play for me. Uh, the Lions against the Giants and a um, uh, Victor Cruzless Giants. If, if I need to remind anybody, um, I, I'm not sure how much that Im- that impacts. I mean, it's, it's it's not like you know the Lions losing Megatron or anything. Um, the, the the Giants are just a turnover machine. Um, in, in any case, uh, they've th- this this blew my mind. The uh, the Giants have given up double digit fantasy points to opposing defenses 7 times this year insane and 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 four of those were uh were in the teens um it, it, you know so they are always kind of that uh, that you know thanks to Eli Manning's total uh it, it, totally inept play um they're always that ticking time bomb at, at for for streaming defenses so i think the lions have a really high floor and Whoever plays the Giants pretty much has the highest ceiling of um, the week.
1: Yeah, so. can, can I say that I I uh, dug into Eli's uh, net expected points numbers today on NumberFire.
2: Oh, gee, did you Did you vomit? I
1: I, I I nearly did. My my dog was was frightened because <laughs> um, he just saw me gagging, and usually he's the one that gags. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was looking at Eli Manning's uh, numbers and or his his NEP numbers. If he keeps this up the way that he's performing these, if he his average, he's basically losing like three and a half points for the Giants every game, Jeez. just just playing right if he if he were to keep up that pace and lose about six more points from his net expected points total of among all the 185 500 plus attempt passers since 2000, okay, of all of those guys, he would be the ninth worst. He would wow. be he would be among Tim Couch and and David Carr and Chris Wanky. That's how bad his season has been. And, and you know he often I don't, I honestly I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem like people are talking about how bad he's been enough. No, I I, I think that he's getting a, a pass because of what he's done, and that's fine. That you know he's he's won two Super Bowls, but um he's been he's been really really bad, and it it really kind of. Uh, it hit its peak probably last week against against uh Seattle. He threw five picks. So I mean, has
2: I mean I guess the question is, has he won two Super Bowls or has he happened to be oh, on yeah. two teams that won two Super I'm, Bowls? I'm
1: I'm one hundred percent on the side of he's been on, on teams that have won Super Bowls. I'm not I'm yeah I will never ever give you know that's why I'm a big Peyton Manning's better than Tom Brady guy. I really am. I think that Peyton Manning is better I mean the, the, that kind of conversations for, I mean, that's a little bit different just because you're uh, dealing with two of the greatest of all time, but let's say a guy like Russell Wilson this year, it's why I have a problem with people thinking that he's MVP, you know, whereas a guy like Phillip Rivers is doing everything that he's doing with absolutely nothing from a, from a deep, on the defensive side of the ball, including his weapons. So um, yeah, I mean, I, from, from Eli's perspective, I don't,
2: yeah, I just I I never got uh, the appeal of that guy. But um, uh, anyway, t- just real quick, two two more streamers, yes. and, and these are fairly obvious too. Uh, the the Browns at the Jets. Um, now I I will say uh, the Browns get a little bit of a downgrade if Joe Hayden can't play.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he has a hit pointer. He wasn't practicing today. It's uh, according to beat writers. It's it's sort of up in the air. Brown season is over, so. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they'll err on the side of caution um, there. Uh, but I still, I, at, at the moment, I have the Browns as, as a top-ten play against the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, who besides that freaking demolition of the Raiders uh, yeah, defense. Yeah,
1: well, that was so dumb.
2: Besides that, they have been uh, absolutely uh, gen- unbelievably generous. to What, oppose-
1: what yeah. is going on in New York?
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, that I I keep mentioning in my my dreaming of streaming column on the fake football that w- all we've been doing is, is is targeting New York teams all all year. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. You know, all year. So yeah. uh, the, the, the the Browns have a top ten run defense. Uh, so, you know, I th- I think that that um, Geno Smith will um, you know will have to throw it quite a bit, and that's always a good thing. Uh, and finally. Um, titans at the jags um cecil shorts has been put on ir which is helpful and also I, I i meant to say this uh you know that that news that he would miss along with mjd of course i kind of think jordan todman is a is an upgrade to mjd but um uh shorts missing um uh last week was it was a big upgrade i think for for buffalo's uh defense so um that was kind of a last second change as well a, cha- a value change yeah um uh the, the the Titans, um, besides being you know, lit, lit on fire by the uh by, by Broncos, Peyton Manning yeah. and company, uh I actually have a, a, a very legit secondary uh so I think I think this could be a, a Chad Chad Henney meltdown game. And I know that the Jaguars were able to beat the the Titans uh in Tennessee. Um I think three weeks ago. Yeah, that
1: was the locker game when when Locker went down mm-hmm. to his injury. But,
2: yeah, but I I, just, I think that I I'm I, I'm perfectly comfortable kind of ignoring that game and and yeah. and not rolling with the Titans. I, I I do I I would say right now I I prioritize the Lions for sure mm-hmm. uh, as far as streaming goes, and then the Titans and then the Browns. What about what about Miami? Oh right, with that Lewis. Yeah, sorry. are you are you?
1: There were so many people tweeting me today after I just made like a Thad Lewis comment. Like, no, I'm not going to start Thad Lewis. Like, joking around, but um, people people were like, "But Thad Lewis beat the Dolphins the the last time that they played, but he he wasn't good."
2: Yeah, what is? That? I don't know how, what that has to do with fantasy football,
1: <laughs> right? Well, no, but I'm just, I'm saying like if if Thad Lewis played well against the Dolphins the last time that they played earlier oh, in the oh. season, and if we're streaming the Dolphins defense, then. If oh, he I played thought, well then the Dolphins would.
2: Oh, I thought, I thought they were saying, "Well, he beat he or the the Bills happened to win."
1: Oh, oh yeah, that that new category in defensive yeah. scoring, <laughs> the the win category.
2: Right, a tw- 28 point bonus. <laughs> um, the uh well, yeah, I don't know. But he didn't. I mean, he but, didn't
1: play well. This is my point. I mean, that. that but I do want to hear your. I mean, where do you have Miami ranked, for instance?
2: Um, right now, I have them at twelve, and I actually haven't adjusted my ranking since I heard that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the Thad Lewis stuff. So, um. The thing is, though, I mean, is he that much
1: of a difference than from EJ Manuel?
2: That's exactly right. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like it's a huge downgrade to mm-hmm.
1: me. I, I I agree with you. I, I I liked, but I think that I like, because we were talking about this a little bit on Twitter. I think uh, that you know, basically the way I'm viewing Miami this week is how I viewed the Bills last week. I think that the difference between us with with them, it's not that it's not that you think that they're worthless. I just I probably just value them a little bit higher. Bump them up a little, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um the uh the bills yeah i'm looking at this right now the the bills are given up 10.3 um schedule adjusted uh fantasy points to opposing defenses which is one two three four so which is sixth worst sixth worst in the league mm-hmm. um so i think the dolphins are a fine play i i think the bills are also a good play because yeah, yeah. Um, they uh they're they're near the uh, top of the league in, in in sacks and the, the dolphins offensive line struggles at times
1: yeah they're very they're a very opportunistic defense they can they can create turnovers and that's that's part of the reason why and the sacks obviously that's a huge reason and that's a good point too because Miami like you said Miami is awful problem. at protecting Ryan Tannehill.
2: they they've gotten better i mean they they would they've made some adjustment right, uh, in, right. in recent weeks i mean i i i watched a lot of that dolphins patriots game and um, I, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't call it max protect, but they would definitely prioritize in keeping, you know, T- Tannehill upright, um, yeah. in that game. But you know, it's different against that Bills front seven. I mean, they, they, that's a, um, you know, that that's a ferocious front seven. So, I, as of now, uh, for for me, it's the, the Lions, then the Titans, uh, the Browns, and then kind of the the Bills Dolphins types. Yeah, uh,
1: makes sense. Sweet. Um, I'll get into the quarterbacks real quick. The first one, um, you know, he's owned in a little bit of, uh, I think like 52 or 53% of ESPN.com leagues. Uh, and I think you, uh, talked about him a bit in your quarterback column this week, Denny, or you just tweeted about him, but it's Andy Dalton. Yes. Um, Minnesota is giving up the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. That's just raw numbers. It's not adjusted for anything, but you know, it's still telling. Um and the one thing about Andy Dalton that I like is that he 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 doesn't play well against uh superior opponents, but he does against teams that are that are worse than, you know, that are bad defenses. He beat up Detroit earlier this year. He beat up the Jets when the Jets uh secondary was struggle has because there's the Jets secondary has been struggling. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, he went through that stretch where he was like a QB1. Uh like I I mean like the best quarterback in the NFL in fantasy. But yeah. Which is just absurd, uh, but you know I think that that the Bengals are coming off I- an embarrassing loss to the Steelers. I mean, it was really it really wasn't it, very embarrassing. I'm going to stress that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that Dalton uh, at home, where the Bengals have played better, uh, I think that he has a lot of upside uh, as a as a quarterback this week. I think that he is a QB one this week actually.
2: Even adjusted for for strength of schedule, the Vikings are still the worst. Nice,
1: nice. The, it's beautiful, beautiful. The,
2: I love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and by by a good margin. Just real quick, the Vikings are giving up twenty three point six adjusted points right to quarterbacks. Twenty three point six. The Seahawks, though, which is they're they're the stingiest against quarterbacks, are giving up eight point nine. That's. I mean, that's what? Insane. What that's in the they're, world?
1: According the number fire metrics have them as the third worst in terms of the adjusted passing or defensive passing that expected points, which which and the only teams that are worse are uh are Atlanta and Oakland, but Oakland's only one point, one expected point worse than Minnesota, so effectively they're they're the second worst. So yeah, yeah. everything kind of matches up to, to Minnesota's secondary being horrible. And the thing that's funny is uh let's bring this full circle, but what really caught fantasy owners' attention about uh, Minnesota's secondary being so bad was Brian Hoyer.
2: Yeah, so, right. That, that's it when it all started.
1: It he just yeah, destroyed it, him.
2: It was his first game. It was Josh Gordon's first game. Yep. Back, that was, from, back from from suspension, he caught 10 balls for yep. some ridiculous amount. Of, oh, man, that was a great game.
1: Yeah, that was. It's a shame that it had to end.
2: uh memories. <laughs> memories of the season. Better times yes. for me, at least. yes.
1: The uh, the second guy that I have is one that I mentioned last week, who is Kirk Cousins. Um, he's playing the – you know, he's – Dallas has been the second worst uh, team against fantasy quarterbacks this year. I will say that their schedule – I don't know what the schedule-adjusted fantasy points say, but I know that the metrics that I work with on a daily basis say that, uh, you know, their their secondary might not be as bad as people think, but I will say that I think it's gotten worse over the last three or four weeks. So yeah. – because of that I'm 100% confident that Kirk Cousins can can step in and have a decent game from a fantasy perspective. I mean they just they just allowed 25 fantasy points to Matt Flynn last week.
2: That that's incredible. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, Flynn.
1: I mean, Matt well, Flynn
2: averages negative 45 a week. Like what what would you have needed to start Matt Flynn in in one of your leagues? Like if someone said, you know, a certain amount of money to, for you to start Matt I Flynn. would
1: never have started him.
2: Well, I I have a price, but <laughs> but but anyway, I I I, uh, I I just cannot imagine having. And, and he looked horrendous for the oh, first. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. I mean, there. But that secondary, that 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 Dallas, de- that Dallas defense in general is just it's horrible. Like Alfred Morris this week could be a good play, or will will probably be a good play. Yeah. Uh, who's I mean, and he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, and then you know, obviously Garcon. Uh, which is nice because a lot of a lot of fantasy owners drafted him wanting that big play, and then he he kind of uh, pulled through for them last week with that like fifty plus yard touchdown, and then that can obviously happen again this week against Dallas, uh, who can't stop a thing.
2: No, nothing.
1: Um, it's also I, I do want to add how awesome it is that I'm getting questions of, of people asking me whether they should bench Drew Brees for Kirk Cousins. If that yeah. doesn't if that doesn't tell you. How to approach the quarterback position next year? Then I don't know what what. It, how many questions do you get? Should I be benching Lashawn McCoy?
2: No, right? right. You, yeah, yeah. Should I bench uh, Megatron for Harry Douglas? Yeah, right, I mean, right.
1: And and that doesn't. I mean, I know that you could say, oh, Ray Rice, but it's like, it, <laughs> like, like okay, but you're you're still playing the probability game, and you're still. I mean, that's, that's for another podcast. We'll probably do that actually pretty quickly. Once the season ends is kind of talk about the strategy recap and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the last guy I kind of had to do this, uh, to end the the podcast streaming quarterback season, uh, with, with my lover boy, Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he, he's he's really a different quarterback when when Delaney walker's in the lineup and i'm gonna read a little bit from uh rich rebar's uh article on x n sports uh this week where he he touched on this so i I'm, I'm i'm literally just going to read it verbatim and and pimp at lord reebs r e e b s uh go follow him on twitter he's one of our our besties on there um <laughs> So Rich said that Fitzpatrick has completed 110 of 161 attempts, 68.3%, for 302 yards per game to go with nine passing touchdowns and two interceptions With when Walker Delaney is in the game. Without him, Fitz loses his glass slipper, as Rich says, going only 33 for 60, which is a 55% completion percentage, for 184 yards per game and two scores with four interceptions. I mean, the difference – Yes. with with Delaney Walker in that lineup is crazy. Uh and he's playing against Jacksonville uh who ranks 29th against quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points allowed uh, including 10 passing touchdowns over their last 3 games. Wow. So, so uh I think, you know, and in, including EJ Manuel scored a a uh, rushing touchdown last week. So That's right, yeah. yeah. Um I really I really do like Fitzpatrick a whole lot this week uh against that that miserable uh sorry. It, it was it's nine nine passing touchdowns over the last three games. Ten total touchdowns. Whenever you count EJ Manuel's rushing touchdown,
2: I, I guess I guess the the one thing that uh, that always kind of sticks in the back of my head with with Jacksonville is you know uh, will Fitzpatrick have to throw a lot? You know, right. Will, yeah. Will he have to push it and and but you know what? I had that thought about Carson Palmer when he played Jacksonville and he went for four hundred yep. and two touchdowns. So you know that's
1: and and the thing that that I think shouldn't scare people away as much as it might have uh, four or five weeks ago uh, is the fact that Jacksonville's offense, despite not having uh, Cecil shorts is actually playing better than, than it was earlier in the season from, from a, from a turnover perspective from a field. So that, that creates field position, better field position for opposition, which then in turns create, in turn creates more scores and less fantasy points for your quarterback potentially. So I think because of that, because the Jacksonville offense is playing a little bit better and more efficient, uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is it could could approach QB one numbers this week.
0: Yeah,
2: no, I, I I agree with that, and and I will say that you know what what I just said about um, hedging because of game flow, predicting game flow a lot is is a fool's errand, and um you you can really trip trip yourself up doing that. So I I would say that I, I wouldn't read too much into that.
1: Yeah. So those are the three: Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. To end the season, those are my quarterback streamers. Oh, so sad. But it is a good so pick. sad. Thanks, thanks. thanks. Uh, do oh. you want to get into into a tight end that people should yeah. definitely start?
2: Uh, he is a guy you just mentioned. It is Walker, comma, Delaney. Yes, sir. Um, he, um, you know, he was back to what he was doing before the concussion that knocked him out of the, um, uh, you know, week uh, fourteen uh, matchup uh that the Titans had and, and um uh, he actually dropped I mean a bad drop of a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, and, and then he caught one. So I mean uh you know he did he, he had a, a great game. He was a top ten uh tight end um th- despite despite that drop and he actually had, had an another really close call on like a twenty or twenty five yard out route um late in that game. So um, it could have been better and it was perfectly fine I, I had him in pretty much every daily uh um league so that was yeah same uh, here. that was a nice little value um uh he ran um just a quick stat here on his usage um he ran 63 pass routes against Arizona um, which is a lot yeah. i mean like he's averaging like 35 a game so 63 now now a lot of that had to do with with the titans going into full out uh, panic comeback mode throughout the entire fourth quarter so mm-hmm. um he was you know obviously going to be used in, in that way um and i and i would say about about walker you know he had eight catches for 59 59 yards uh, against the uh, cardinals and a touchdown and, and that's and that's great i think he's one of these guys who is you know clearly much more valuable in ppr leagues yeah than he is in in, in standard leagues you know um the uh, kind, kind of like a kind of like a Shane vereen type, where um, I'm I'm much more excited about Walker in a full PPR format. Yeah. Um, although you know he's fine in standard or, or half PPR, um, but um, the 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 Jaguars are um, are giving up. You know, like like you said, JJ, uh, they're they're one of the worst uh, against against opposing tight ends. Um, uh, they're allowing 16.2. Um, PPR points to opposing tight ends, so I I, I have Walker ranked as my sixth uh, sixth best tight end play of week sixteen.
1: Yeah, I dig it, and and he when Fitzpatrick came in that last game against Jacksonville, I think Walker. I didn't. I'm not looking this up, so I could be completely wrong, but I think his his uh, line was four receptions for 62 yards against them. Yeah, that's so, right. So I mean, you know, and that was that was with Locker playing i think most of the first quarter at least and then fitzpatrick coming in and jacksonville just just can't defend the tight end position
2: no and 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 also you know fitzpatrick throws to two guys he throws to kendall Wright and he throws to delaney walker and you you can bank on that
1: yeah you know another team that can't defend tight ends whatsoever is arizona it's actually worse than than anything anything ever is is worse than Arizona. It's amazing. At defending, yeah, honestly, I'm, Arizona's
2: worse I'm astounded by how bad they are at, at defending tight ends.
1: It's, it's crazy. L- listen to this. Since week 11, uh, Jacksonville's seven tight end catches, Indianapolis, five, Philadelphia, nine, St. Louis, five, Tennessee, eight. And in those games, one touchdown, one touchdown, one touchdown, three touchdowns, zero touchdowns, one touchdown. The zero touchdowns was against Jared Cook. Uh I will. So what I'm saying here is Seattle's playing against Arizona this week. So that's the uh, the, the duo, the the Seattle tight end bros, uh, Zach Miller and Luke Double L Wilson, uh, against against Arizona. And you mentioned before the podcast started that Wilson's actually been has out targeted uh, Miller over the last two games, seven to six. Is yeah, yeah. Heard?
2: I mean, neither is being used a tremendous amount, but yeah, I mean, Wilson's seen an uptick in routes and and usage.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, they're both interesting. I'd probably prefer the safer bet with Zach Miller. He he had five catches for 40 yards in the score the last time that they played Arizona. Um, but Wilson, if you're in a deeper league, it probably isn't a terrible idea. And one thing that I – well, two things that I just really quickly want to point out uh, with these tight end picks. Uh, another guy that people were, were kind of high on was, was Tyler Eifert, but it sounds like Jermaine Gresham played or practiced today. So that's not good news. The last time Eifert played without Gresham, uh, earlier this season, he had three catches for 55 yards, which wasn't, wasn't terrible. Targeted um, 10 and times. Then, yeah, right. Right. Um, but the, the one guy, uh, to keep an eye on, uh, Garrett Graham did not practice again today. So there's a chance that Ryan Griffin is that, uh, is, is the quarter, is the tight end for, for Houston. And Matt Schaub's going to be playing quarterback for Houston mm-hmm. and he loves tight mm-hmm. ends. Um, so and and Griffin last week had a six for sixty two line. So I would I think from a especially a daily fantasy perspective, he's going to be super cheap and he's going to be a very very interesting yeah. play against Denver too, who who doesn't defend tight ends very yeah. well. So that was just a quick yeah.
2: I I, quick I really like throwing. the Seattle guys, and I actually think like in, if you're talking about Luke Wilson, Double L Wilson, um, yeah. I mean, he kind of sounds like a daily fantasy uh, home run swing. You know, if you're mm-hmm. really trying, if you can,
1: attorney you know, player. Yeah, game. right,
2: right. So just a, um, just kind of a what the hell lineup includes <laughs> includes. Yeah, players. especially
1: yeah, especially the 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 uh, daily sites that have like insane floors from a cost perspective yeah. for yeah. for their lower tiered position or players at the position yeah. for sure. I could see him being a decent play. It's like the uh, it's like a Nile Davis kind of right. Play.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you have we have Delaney Walker the two. Seattle tight ends and uh,
1: Ryan Griffin and, and, and Griffin
2: and and you know if uh, if Eifert does get the the starting gig this week um, and and Gresham sits then uh, I I really I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, so there's those guys, and then we have again just to recap: Fitzpatrick against Jacksonville, Cousins against Dallas, Andy Dalton against Minnesota, and then the streamers are Detroit, Cleveland, and Tennessee my tennessee and then maybe miami buffalo right. and i'm higher on miami than that's Danny. right okay um all right so we got some twitter questions which is good that we got twitter questions which means people are in the yeah that was
2: encouraging i i i was kind of wondering if if there were going to be a lot you know but uh yeah we got yeah. a decent
1: amount there's probably about 10 to 15 mm-hmm. uh so we'll get through them uh the first one is from our our boy adam pfeiffer uh who who's been doing a lot of work over at rant sports uh at a pfeiffer rs uh he says first time long time do you advocate starting your studs in the championship or does that philosophy not matter
2: that's a great question and i think that harkens back to what you were saying about you know breeze or cousins uh, i think it depends on which stud which position you're talking about when you're when you're referring to studs i mean yes you know you're 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 rolling with the the running backs and wide receivers that you drafted in the first and second rounds um mm-hmm. i mean if their names are not Trent Richardson or Ray Rice um but uh, how do you how do you lean on on that you know cousins or breeze call
1: yeah we actually we talked about it for probably 10 minutes on the couch uh with Sigmund Bloom last night and basically my my explanation was if it's a guy like Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees ends up outscoring Kirk Cousins and you end up losing the fantasy championship as a result of that. You're you're not going to be able to live with yourself if you bench Drew Brees and I'm you know I think one it, it's fine if you make decisions sometimes in fantasy football that are based on on the uh the outcome that are that are based on you feeling better uh afterwards. And and I know that you know that's that ties in directly to the stuff that you have written about. Uh, so in in that case, if it's a Kirk Cousins versus Drew Brees, I'm going to start Drew Brees. But if it's an Andy Dalton versus Drew Brees, which is different because Andy Dalton has a lot less ambiguity uh, tied to him uh, as opposed to Kirk Cousins, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm actually fine with starting Andy Dalton over Drew Brees this yeah. week. I
2: me too. I and I and I will say that I'm 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 torn on on that question of you know start your studs no matter what when you're we're talking about quarterbacks and. When we're talking yeah. about Drew Breeze this week, uh, because um, you know the the legendary Bob Harris uh, said on uh, on Sigmund Bloom's couch two weeks ago with me, he said um, now is now is the, the most important time to divorce the name from the numbers, and yeah. and I you know I I I really buy into that, so um, I I actually would lean um, starting cousins o- over over Brees this week.
1: Boom! I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't. I don't have the balls to do it. I really don't. And I, you know, I will in certain situations. Like I said, I would with like a guy like Dalton or something yeah. like that. But it gets to. I mean, it's I Cousins, and it's it's so awesome that this is yeah. happening. Not first and foremost, it's so awesome. Like this is what this is what living the stream is all about, and it's happening during the championship, Denny. Like I know. this is the most beautiful thing that I've ever witnessed in fantasy football. It is
2: pretty great, and and I'm not saying look at it's incredibly uncomfortable to, to, to do that and to even talk about it. I mean, yeah, it, it would be much nice. more comfortable to just be like, okay, you know, Breeze, Breeze, fine. Yeah, I'm going with Breeze. But, but, but sure. when you really, if you apply the, that, that, that logic of divorcing the name from the numbers, if you, if you just look at the numbers, right. Um, then, uh, then cousins actually, you know, has, has better prospects for this week. I, I really yeah. believe that.
1: Yeah, it's a fair. That's very, very fair. Um, the next guy, uh, Jake Zaveral at Jake Zav. Danny, you're only gonna get this one more time. Me, me being horrible at at pronouncing all of these names. And you, you've emails.
2: improved, I think.
1: Yeah, thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> I've been I've been working hard. I whenever I lay in bed, I just I I just scroll through my Twitter feed, but I don't actually read the tweets. I read the handle's, the handles right. I yeah, know. Just to practice, just to make sure that I'm ready. So Jake asks us: Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Jason Campbell?
2: Um, I have. Oh. You know, I you know that I hate Jason. You Campbell. You do so much
1: after last week. I you have no idea how mad I was when Jason Campbell hooked up with Josh Gordon at the end. I was game. so happy. Just just because I could like I mean I, I I usually don't go that far down the negative path with a player. I'm very I'm I'm very in the middle like. Go with your gut at times, kind of fantasy player, but I really, really went against Jason Campbell last week, and I was so mad that he threw that touchdown. Oh man, they,
2: that made me so happy. But the uh, so so who was it? Campbell Cousins,
1: Campbell Cousins, Fitzpatrick. Oh, and,
2: and Fitzpatrick. I I have I have Cousins highest.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going with Kirk Cousins as well. He's going to win some fantasy championships this yep. week. Um, this is from Wild by Nature at A Z W B N. He says,
2: "Are you laughing at my at me?" Well, it, you these? know, it's a like, it's a com the, the humor is a combination of <laughs> the incredibly complex Twitter handles Twitter that headphones. some people have, and then and then you're 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 you know you're you know what you're so keen on on getting it perfect. You know? I, I, and, I need and, to. I need to. And that's to. that's that's really that's really quite adorable. <laughs> So you're laughing because this is adorable. (laughs) And because people have Twitter (laughs) handles that make no sense. So you're half laughing because this is adorable. Yeah, I'm half laughing at you. Okay, all
1: right. So he says, uh, AZWBN says, start which death? Which defense? The Chiefs against the Colts, the Titans against the Jags, or the Dolphins against the Bills?
2: I have the Chiefs highest.
1: Um. Yeah, I'll I'll lean with I'll I'll go the Chiefs way. I think they'll they'll probably force some yeah, pressure.
2: It, it's close. Don't get me wrong, and, and Yeah, yeah. All three yeah, of them honestly, are close. You know, with defenses and I said this today on Twitter, I I I I, I can't quibble with with people. There will be no quibbling with people who yes. um who want to who want to say, you know, who want to start a a defense that I have ranked you know, fifth over the defense, I have ranked third. I mean, the, the the difference really, I mean, in the projections is like sometimes half a point.
1: Right. Like, and, and you might wake up the next day and think otherwise, Right. like that's just that not not just you as a fantasy analyst, but that's just the way that it works when it's such a such a, a very, uh, you know, it's not like you're talking about uh individual running back matchups. You're talking about a whole unit against another whole unit. So there's so many different aspects and things to look at when you're looking at exactly. defenses. Um this is from Raymond at baseballin no no G seventy seven. Baseballin. Tough choice. Uh he has uh between Detroit, Miami and Cleveland.
2: Well D D, D- yeah, it's Detroit for me.
1: Yeah, Detroit for me as well. And then he says, also Toddman or Vereen PPR flex. Well, so, so Toddman, the Jags are playing uh, the uh, who we're streaming one of the defenses, uh, the the, the, the titans. titans. Right, 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 right. Man, brain fart. <laughs> and then the Patriots are playing the Ravens. So, I, I mean, clearly Toddman has the better matchup because the Titans are much better against the pass than they are the yeah. run. Um, and and Baltimore is playing great defense up front. Well, okay. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst question ever. God, Randy. this
2: is difficult. It, it, the the thing that concerns me is that the 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 dolphins defenders uh, came out in all their glory after that after that win against New England and said, uh, look, our our game plan defensively was to stop Marine. And I don't like you know, I don't like Vereen being the focal point of the opposing defense. I, I liked right. it much, much better when the defense was obsessed was with stopping Gronkowski and would yeah. do and would sell out, basically sell out to, to to stop him or even just to limit him, leaving Vareen to kind of just wander around underneath and 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 just gobble up uh, those cheap fantasy points and and occasionally turn them into touchdowns. When he's the focal point of the defense, it makes me very nervous.
1: I agree with you. That's one thing that uh, we talked about also last night on the couch was uh, uh, Scott Pianowski on on Yahoo was on there uh, with me, and he mentioned that that Danny Amendola would be you know he's he's an, an interesting play this week just in general given the volume that he saw last week, and to me it's like you know you have those three guys you have Vereen Edelman and, and Amendola, Edelman is going to get his. But it's almost as if it's either going to be Vereen or Amendola, and given the way this year has gone, I would want to stop Vereen. So it's scary to start Verine in the championship, mm. in a championship. So I'm I'm okay if you go Jordan Todman in this in this scenario, as long as Maurice Jones Drew is. Uh, it sounds so crazy,
2: doesn't it? But
1: it sounds so crazy, but that that's that's how that's how it works. You have to, you know, you can't just say, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait. I mean, this is championship, yeah, yeah. like. You know that Todman, if he plays, is going to get 20 carries or 20 touches at least. So that screams more opportunity than Vareen, who might get only five carries at most and and maybe not see volume through the air like he
2: did hey, last And consider season. this, a Todman will see 20 touches against a, a Titans defense that gives up the most PPR fantasy points to yeah. running backs.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I'm t- I'm all I'm all over. So top okay,
2: comment it is. Let's let's do this. Comment.
1: That's good. This is good. I'm I'm feeling good so far about the picks. We're gonna. I mean, I think that we need to take a little extra time with these questions because it's championship mm-hmm. week. Um, so this is uh, from Oliver Sevrios. Sevrios. I said that the exact same way the second time, and it's at Oliver.
0: He really did. <laughs> I said it the
2: exact same way. You're like Severios. No wait 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 Severios. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you right. did, I think you just butchered a Greek last name. Which, I, <laughs> yeah, my totally. wife being Greek, I, I'm I'm deeply offended.
1: And he has it. He has this Greek cute little baby as his avatar, so it's even worse. <laughs> uh, so he said, he said, "God bless oh, you yeah, too." Oh yeah, right. right That's really nice. This guy, was- yeah, he's very nice. So he has and Cutler or Fitz Fitzpatrick in a six point touchdown pass uh, bonus with 300 passing yards league. Um, and then. And then he says she's playing cousins. I think this is the guy that's playing against like his fiance or something oh, in the championship. Right, right, right. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm going Cutler over. Yeah.
2: Pierce. Um, I mean, there's that that be- that uh, Bears Eagles game. You know, barring like some horrific weather apocalypse situation, um, is going to be really fun fantasy wise.
1: Oh yeah, that's gonna and and it's Sunday night too, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really
2: looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to just. Just pretty much living and dying with every play in that game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so Cutler's yeah. our guy there. I think Cutler's one of the few guys this week that I feel very, very confident about a quarterback. It's like him, Peyton Manning, Nick Foles, I feel pretty good about. Yeah,
2: I, it is It is a, a weird week with the elites, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. This is from Artie Warren, at Salesman Artie. He's come to us a couple times this year, so that's good. That means that... That he's in the championship. <laughs> he said. He said. Love the stream. Need flex help in a standard. Pick one. Spiller, Todman, Welker if healthy or Rainey.
2: Spiller, Spiller, Todman, well, Welker, Rainey.
1: Sp- yeah, Spiller against the Dolphins. Todman against the Titans. Welker if healthy against against the Texans. And then Rainey is playing the Rams.
2: Rams. Yeah. 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 He's playing. Yeah. It's. It's. Because the that ju- that mass, matchup is so juicy, I, I'm going with Rainey.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Rainey as well. And he'll see the most volume, I think, of, of those. Play- maybe not Todman, but um, I'd probably go yep. Rainey there. Uh, and then he says, Is it crazy to play Captain Kirk Cousins o- over Breeze on the road versus Carol? Okay, we already, we already talked we about talked, that. Yeah. yeah, so you know the answer if you listen to the whole podcast, which you should have already. Uh, this is from Ben Armstrong. At Benjamin... Carms. <laughs> this guy's playing. This guy's. This is the guy that's playing his fiance in the fantasy championship. So sorry, uh, Sevrios. Yeah. <laughs> Sevrios. <laughs> Sevrios. <laughs> oh man, keep... playing playing my fiance in the FFCG, the Fantasy Football Championship Game uh, today. I lost Cameron and Tate. Well, wow. uh, looking bad. Any advice on how to play it? let her win so he asked if we, that was probably, i might keep this tweet favorited because it's hilarious. It was pretty good so so he, he asked us if we should If no you don't let your fiance win yeah
2: i mean what do you like you got all the way to the title game and you're gonna you're gonna you know throw in the towel. Ta- come on what is this
1: yeah if she if she says if she gives you the ring bowl well, she wouldn't give you the ring back she'll leave with the ring but if if she ends up leaving you for beating her in the fantasy championship, then, then I guess,
2: uh, I, yeah, <laughs> then sure. I mean, but barely, really, It's for me. But, uh, yeah. um, I mean, you, you can you can make up for. Look at, I mean, you know, Jordan Cameron was hardly a, a top twelve play anyway, so yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's
1: and it's Ben Tate, Ben freaking Tate. I mean, we you better have backups, we, bro. Yeah, what, is this like a forty team? I mean, with. <laughs>
2: Why are you? So upset, I'm I'm ben? I'm just disturbed here that that.
1: No, I'm upset at I'm a I'm upset that Ben's upset that he lost that he considers it a huge loss. Well, been... he doesn't say huge, but we're gonna assume the adjective huge is there, and it's inferred yeah. that he he had the huge loss of Jordan Cameron and Ben. Tate. Yeah,
2: I, I, look Ben, I I'm really not I'm not like I'm not mocking your situation at all, but I I I am saying that like you know if I were to lose Ben Tate and Jordan Cameron in championship, we I mean yeah it, it might be a little unpleasant. But I'm not freaking out at all. I think, I think right. You're it's fine. like you're fine.
1: It's like oh, I went to Subway for lunch today, and I got a, one of those little bags of chips to eat with my sandwich. And I took it home, but I accidentally dropped the chips on the ground. And I couldn't find them, so now I don't have chips with my sandwich. Right, so, yeah. But like, it's fine. You still have the sandwich. Like you're
2: still yeah, good. Yeah. J- yeah. I thought I thought this was. I thought when he was saying like let her let her win, I thought he was going to say something you know horrendous like he had just lost half his team or. <laughs> Well he was in like a super deep league with nobody on the right. waiver wire. But um
1: Yeah. Oh, I lost Ben Tate. Do I just let her win now? Ben Tate. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe we just talked about that for five minutes. Oh man. Anyway, let's go to let's go to Daniel Lindsay, who is a uh, number fire guy at Bitter Packers Packer fan. Uh he said both of these questions are PPR. Kendall writer Alshon. I'm saying, oh, Alshon, please, yes. Yeah, like for sure. Um, and then he said, he said not starting uh, Dennis Johnson, below power Toddman over Woodhead, right? No,
2: what? No, 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 no. They, I'm Correct. starting in PPR. I would I'm not. starting Toddman over Woodhead without blinking. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. But then, but the the Powell and the the Johnson, oh. I. Yeah. I
2: I would I would avoid that. I them. guess I mean,
1: when with with regard with regards to Todman and Woodhead.
2: Yeah, I but the thing I mean Woodhead's hardly playing, you know, really. I Yeah, I, I don't know. I de- definitely Todman is, is that the question if, if you can play any of those th- Yeah, you can play Todman to- play Todman Yeah, for sure. From and yeah, I mean yeah. Ryan Matthews has seized that that gig there.
1: Yeah. Here's a good one from our buddy Sal at 2QBFFB. Uh he says 0. 0.5 PPR. If Cameron is out, who would you start to beat Lord Lord Reeb's son? So Rich Rebar's son. He's playing his son. Uh, that blows my mind. Wow. <laughs> it's so many levels. This is like, this is like six degrees of wow. Rich Rebar. Uh, do you start Dennis Pitta or do you start Zach Miller?
2: First of all, you should be ashamed, Sal, that you're trying to beat a, a, a small child.
1: I agree. This is a situation where, you know, Ben had his fiance. I would be okay with him letting Riches. I son mean, win. you
2: know, it, look, I don't know how they do things in Canada, Sal, but you know, <laughs> we we have we have a little heart here. I'm just joking. We don't have any heart. We I would rip that kid's you know intestines out. Fantasy wise, his <laughs> <It's
1: laughs> fantasy intestines.
2: <laughs> so, um, but uh, oh
1: man, we have the podcast title. You know, <laughs> there it is.
2: Yeah. Uh, Whoo, that's that's a good question. A Pitta or Zach Miller? Pitta. Yeah. I yeah, I'm
1: going Pitta as well. Yeah, I think he'll see more. I mean, it's a huge game for Baltimore this week against uh, against New England. By the way, it's it's kind of awesome, but uh, the the Bengals could not make the playoffs. I know.
2: Wow. What? Is
1: this? It's gonna be crazy here in Cincinnati if that happens. Yeah,
2: you, you better you better like like seriously uh, like you know hammer planks of wood over your door. Like, the, the- <laughs> yeah,
1: it's gonna be crazy. Oh, man. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, are you going to start Crabtree against Atlanta or Jordy Nelson against the Steelers? Um, Crabtree. Yeah, I think I would start Crabtree as well. The Steelers looked a lot better against Cincinnati. I mean, it, it, last
2: what, what happened there? I, I thought that they were going to be pushovers for the rest of the year.
1: That oh, was awesome. That's what it, was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it Analysis. <laughs> the, the situation, it was just great. Um, this is from... Uh oh that was from Mark Rascon. Mark underscore Rascon. Uh this is from Bob Mihalik, who also has come to us before. Spiller, Todman, or Dennis Johnson non PPR?
2: Uh Spiller. I and, go Todman. Uh, to, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually have Todman uh one spot ahead of Spiller at the moment.
1: Yeah. Uh this is from at D Morales Eleven, who's come to us as well. Uh Dom. He says Detroit defense or Kansas City?
2: Uh, I have Kansas City one spot ahead. I mean, but really it's a toss I, up for
1: me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a toss up for me too. I think I would actually lean Detroit though. Uh and then would you play Cutler Cousins Fitzpatrick over Romo? Yeah. <laughs> I would I would play Cutler. I mean,
2: I would play Cutler and Cousins.
1: And and probably Cousins, yeah. Yeah. Uh this is from Griffin Post at Griffin Post. Man, we're getting so many guys that have come cool. back. Uh Who's safer this week, Moreno or NoShawn Moreno or Le'Veon Bell? He has Charles as his RB one, so Le'Veon's playing the Packers, and Moreno is playing Houston. The way
2: you said Moreno, it was like Moreno, and I've suddenly, the I have like, suddenly had the, a flashback yeah, yeah. to my childhood where I had you know I was like obsessed <laughs> with them. I had like twenty jerseys, and and I, I was like, oh, right. oh, so this is uh, this is like a, like an eighties question, like
1: yeah, uh, right, yeah. So so eighties <laughs> uh, Albert, Albert, no, that's nineties. Uh, so yeah, NoShawn Moreno or Le'Veon Bell?
2: Oh,
1: who's safer? Safe he wants to know who's safer. Safe.
2: That's that's a mm, that's a good question. Um, I think, I I think Bell's I, safer. I,
1: I do too. I was gonna say that. I and this is this is, I, I'm not putting Steeler bias into that. I I mean I don't anyway. But I'm just saying, don't think that that is part of it. I think that that the thing with NoShawn is that that. Denver could go up big early against Houston. That wouldn't surprise anyone, and they're not going to just throw Notion out there. They're going to want to rest him for the play. Oh yeah,
2: in, in, in fact, I I think that makes Monte Monte Ball uh, a potentially great yes. um um a daily uh, a league option for for big tournaments because he could end you know he could end up if it's a blowout like people think it might be um, you know he could end up seeing uh, fifteen eighteen touches.
1: Yeah. Um. So T J Hernandez at T J Hernandez says that he wants to know what Eifert's rank would be if Gresham is officially out.
2: Um, I oh, you know that's a, that's a good question. Um,
1: I'd say like maybe a high end tight end too. Uh,
2: yeah, I L- maybe
1: low end even low end. I actually one.
2: ranked him. I didn't know Gresham practiced today, so I actually ranked him as if Gresham wouldn't play. I have him at fourteen right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that seems right. Um, this is from Ben Madrid at BB Thief. Miami defense over Tennessee. Not for uh, me. That... Right? Not for, no, not for me. Oh, uh, I'm I'm borderline. So go with that. <laughs> um, also pick one full point full point PPR. Rashad Jennings, Keenan Allen, or Kirk Cousins. Wow, what? So it's a super it's a super flex. I'm assuming. So I'm gonna say Cousins because. Because they score the most. Um, when in doubt, go quarterback if it's a super flex.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, This is from Mike. At uh, Bonarano, he says, or or <laughs> never mind. He says, provided MJD is out, Todman or Andre Brown? So Andre Brown is playing the, the Lions. Uh, the Lions, right. Um, I'm fine. Man, with I feel like there. we're
2: just saying Toddman all the time, but I mean, it, I'm I'm with I'm with him again.
1: Yeah, it, it, like the, That's a great situation where the start your studs. I know that Andre Brown isn't a full blown stud, but last week, you know, you probably shouldn't have. I mean, he didn't do anything in Seattle, which was a, a game that was uh, tough to. That, that people were, were scared of Andre Brown, but they were more scared of ranking him super low just because Andre Brown's been playing so well. But he had 4.6 half-point PPR Yikes. points. So that's just a situation where it's another really tough matchup. Don't start yeah. him. Um, and then, so D at D Morton had the exact same question about Todman or Andre Brown, but then the other one is Cap or Cutler, which is unbelievably difficult. I forgot about Kaepernick, too, being one of those guys that's going to be hard mm-hmm. to bench.
2: Uh- he's playing yeah that, that he is really tough to bench Whew. um that's
1: that's an unbelievably difficult I, question i
2: actually think Kaepernick has a safer floor um, yeah. but but i you know i have Cutler ranked higher so i i would go with him
1: i'm i'm i might go with Kaepernick yeah that, so sorry yeah sorry D-Morton. it's a
2: good uh, uh, it's a it's a good problem to have
1: yeah, it is. I, those are two probably top five options this week. Um, and then this is the last one is from Pat Donnelly, who has come to us a lot at Legend Donnelly. He said, "Who would you start out of Spiller, Fred Jackson, Vereen, and Stacy?" He's worried about Stacy versus Tampa Bay.
2: Oh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I mean, they they yeah. feed him the ball, so he he's he's been
1: matchup proof for the most part. I mean, he played against he. he he played against San Francisco and Arizona, which have two of the toughest defenses uh in the league, and he still scored a 7.6 and a 9.7, which isn't fantastic, but he also didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. So
2: i, I mean, and, and uh Tampa's giving up uh, uh twenty-one um PPR points to running back, so I I, I think yeah. I think he's a good play.
1: I do tell I would yeah. give Stacey there for sure. Uh, That's it. Those are the right. questions. Well um, so, did you I I I told you before the podcast, I once again, you know, I have a lot of, of big games coming up this weekend, so in last week I didn't rant because I wanted positive karma, so I'm going to do it again this week and I will not rant.
2: I uh I I will not rant in in the traditional sense. Um but I wanted to uh to read a, just a quick excerpt from my book how to Think Like a Fantasy Football Winner as if you didn't know. Um uh just uh and, and th- this helped me um after after my tough one point loss uh on on Sunday. Uh this is a, a chapter about um the fact that everybody will lose. You know, I mean no matter how good y- you are at at fantasy football or at poker or at any game, um, you know, you are going to, to to lose eventually. And um so I just I just wanna read this just just real quickly, it won't take too long. Um, the uh, the best, most obsessive poker players preach this ugly reality, making it a part of their mental training for the game they love. In all manner of poker strategy books, readers are encouraged to embrace the inevitable losing that can't be eliminated in a game sometimes determined by the dumbest of luck. I, I know we've all seen this happen. Uh, bad beats are part of the game. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll improve. If you simply replace the word poker with fantasy football, Poker strategy books read like a psychological tip sheet for fake footballers ready and willing to go beyond the typical preseason preparations of mock drafts and ADP research. There's a way to lose productively. Uh, Losers will deny this. They might puff out their chests and say they never lose, but winners will embrace this reality. Uh, Understand what you've done wrong, which players you've overvalued and undervalued, which waiver wire gems you should have snagged the previous Wednesday, and which uh, weekly matchups were ripe for exploitation. To fail at this is to never improve. It sounds counterintuitive, I know, but winners in any competitive game will learn the lessons of losing. And I think that that is that really fits fits the bill here for you know week 15 and week 16. Uh, I saw a lot of. Horrendous, bad beat stories. Although none as bad as the Ray Rice one. Uh, uh, yeah. So you know, and and it, uh, uh, a lot of people entered Week 15 with a, with a killer lineup, um, basically with the best hand at the poker table, uh, unbeatable hand. You 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 thought going in, and objectively, probably you know, if you thought that uh, objectively, it was probably a fantastic lineup. But guys. Guys, tank. You know, bad, uh, unlucky things happen. Andre Johnson lays an egg. Shane Preen lays an egg. The Eagles' defense implodes. Uh, you know, th- these 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 sort of things happen. But if you continually uh, week in and week out, year in and year out, so this is not just a week by week thing. It's 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 a long term strategy too. If you continually make good decisions, good lineup choices, uh, uh, and and employ sound decision making uh the you will see that the luck that's you know in, inherent in this game uh will not have such a huge impact on you long term it i know it stings right now it stings for me it mm-hmm. stings for a lot of you out there but uh but that that luck will not always haunt you like like it did this week and like it will this coming week so you know take yeah. take heart take heart in that
1: yeah and and you know what i think that you can take that in the opposite direction as well like take I, this isn't a humble brag or anything but take my season my fantasy season as an example. I cannot take this and say, "Hey, I di- I was flawless this season." Right? I can't say I did everything correct because I'm in multiple championships. I have to say to myself, "I was I was fortunate the the luck side of fantasy football was on my side this year." And I have to realize that I still made plenty of mistakes during the season and I need to to rectify those into next season and understand what I did wrong in order to to avoid that luck more and more as I move forward with, 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 yeah. And that's, that's a, that,
2: that's an even harder thing to acknowledge is, is, is to, uh, um, to evaluate what you've done wrong when things are going right. You know I mean? Right. That, that's, that's very difficult. So that, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's super important though. I mean, like it, it's. You know it's fantastic when you're in a championship game, but you you know you didn't play the fantasy season flawlessly. You didn't. There are many many things you did incorrectly. I guarantee you you don't have Keenan Allen on every single one of your teams, and I guarantee you that Zach Stacy isn't on every single one of your teams. If he was, if both of them were, then sure you you did great. But there's always going to be a player or two or three or moves that that you didn't make during the season that you can improve on and that you need to understand that you can improve on despite. You winning the championship. Yeah, yeah great, great
2: point. I, um, I, th- it's actually something I, I like to get into and in, in a, kind of a follow up to the book. And I think yeah. that uh, there are lessons to be learned everywhere. Um, and the, the minute you stop learning, learning lessons from from what you've done is is the minute you stop improving.
1: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I think that's a great way to to end our. Our season yeah. really on the podcast yeah
2: yeah i I think it is that that's uh that that's a good note to end on
1: definitely all right well we do have one last surprise for for folks uh we uh, you know we have that that ridiculous intro uh that that we play every single week the fantasy football podcast and we got that on on Fiverr on the site Fiverr. Uh, and so I actually went back to that same guy and I had him create a song that kind of recapped everything that we went through this season. Uh, so we're going to leave you with that. Denny, before before we do that, where can everyone find you on Twitter uh, for this week? And then obviously, you know, we're not going to do these as often because it's not football season or fantasy football season. Mm-hmm. But where can everyone find you so we can continue the conversation? Of course.
2: I'm always on Twitter at CD Carter 13 um i i'll continue to to write uh content for the fake football 4 for 4 and xn sports through um through week 17 um and uh and then in the off season i'll I, I will write occasionally um and um i'll probably bother bother everybody with some uh fiction uh that i'm writing and promoting on on amazon so um you know either either block me now or just prepare for that in the off season <laughs>
1: Nice, very nice. Uh and you can find me at late round QB. I'm actually um I'm going to be doing more uh in the off season a little bit of baseball writing, which i oh, be fun. I'm, I just so,
2: I just blocked you on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh but uh so that'll be that'll be fun. I haven't I haven't I mean I have a little bit. I've dabbled in it over at Number Fire, but I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive uh in doing that this year. Uh but football is still the number one passion, of course. Uh, so you can find, you can follow me on Twitter at late round QB. Um, so Denny, uh, I I want to give you a, a bro hug, a handshake, and then go get some milkshakes as we listen to this song on the way out.
2: That sounds, that sounds like a plan.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening all season long. We really, really appreciate it and enjoy this fantastic song as, as we, as we leave the 2013 season.
0: Went from Reed to Ride to Garrett Graham, too. And sometimes threw in Elford, who oftentimes blew. JJ professed his love for Fitzpatrick while Danny gushed over Charles play. That is, of course, if he wasn't at his meetings for the HOA. We talked about whole body spasm with Ken Puccinelli, trading the Chiefs defense, and Eddie's lazy fat bellies. Richard Rebar, we learned about economic code and watched the stream prior. Go all be slow. It's a football season, it's over. It's time to say I've been Hopefully, successfully, lived the stream and multiple shower cries. It was a fine year for football. We hope your season didn't end up in tragic. So, here in 2014, you will still hear plenty of Dave and Matt. Your sense of a cuna matata unless you stream the eagles in week 15 getting beat by mad osiata and jj well he just always targets that atlanta d but you couldn't of course if you played in an all-round sleep but nothing was better than getting a streamer a ride right, like jj geno smith pick on Atlanta monday night when Danny picked Julius Thomas before he went ham He ended up as nice replacement for those without Jimmy Graham Fantasy football season, it's over, it's time to say our goodbyes Hopefully successfully live the stream and void in multiple shower cries It was a fine year of football and we hope your season didn't up been tragic So here in 2014 you will still hear plenty of David man. 14, you still be here in 2014 you still be here in 2014 you still be here plenty of- Davis Matic